You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys, and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also cover them for the LAFB Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Well, we have a very, very special show for you guys today. I'm sorry we had to tease it so much, but today is the day. It's the big Austin Eckler interview. We have the Chargers RB1 coming on the show for two segments, talking for about 20 minutes on not only all Chargers stuff, but also, you know, some cool things he's doing with the Gridiron Gaming Group with Justin Jones and Mike Williams, as well as building a gym for the Santa Barbara High School We have a bunch to get into with him for that, but we also talk about, you know, his first impressions of Brandon Staley and, you know, how much those personal relationships mean. If this team feels like it has a window right now to do something special in the 2021 season, we'll also just talk to him about everything Chargers related. Just super glad he was able to come on the show and super glad you guys are here to listen to it. So appreciate you guys checking in with us today. I hope you guys enjoy the interview, but we're going to start the show with the Chargers.com releasing a mock draft tracker. Basically, all of the different mock drafts around all of the various media sites have been put together by the Chargers for the first round pick 13th overall. And there's one majority favorite that most people went to. And there's also a very intriguing option that definitely caught me in David's eyes. So let's go ahead and get into it. Every season, the Chargers always put together a mock draft tracker where they look at, you know, who all the experts think the Chargers are going to draft in the first round. And personally, think they probably do it to laugh behind closed doors because it seems like when you're talking about Tom Telesco in this front office, you never really know who it's going to be. And usually the favorite for something potentially and the person most linked to the Chargers doesn't end up with the Chargers. I mean, look at Brandon Staley, right? Look at some of the other Chargers draft picks that we've seen that nobody had any idea what was going to happen. But... This one's pretty crazy, David, because they have 15 analysts from, you know, The Athletic, ESPN, wherever you've seen stuff from, they have it on there on Chargers.com and this mock draft tracker. And there's one name that pops up over and over and over again. Nine out of the 15 different analysts pick the Chargers to get offensive tackle Rayshon Slater from Northwestern with the 13th pick. And I mean, I think that's a dream scenario for the Chargers, David. I mean, I think there's a pretty, you know, wide consensus between all of these different experts that hey if this guy who is considered the second best offensive lineman in this draft falls to 13 you absolutely have to jump on it and you say offensive lineman because some analysts out there think that because of his short arms he would probably be better suited playing on the inside but I think that that would be a mistake I think this guy absolutely can play tackle at right tackle and left tackle in the NFL. I think he has the power. I think he has the technique, the pow- the the hand punch. The, I mean, he absolutely is one of the more pure offensive line prospects. On NFL.com, he has a 6.77 prospect grade, which grades out as a year one quality starter. And a scouting director from an AFC team said he's going to be a good starter for a lot of years. He's a smart kid. He's very reliable. I think the short arm thing is very overblown, Daniel. I think people are getting a little too little too hung up on that and not watching the tape because if you put the tape on, there's not many offensive tackles out there that are more technically sound than Rayshon Slater. 
Yeah, and he's not going to woo you with his athleticism necessarily or just brutal powers like someone like Christian Derrissaw or someone like that. But as far as technically refined, as far as footwork, pass blocking ability, being able to get it done in the running game, being able to have a pedigree going up against elite players at that level. I mean, Rayshon Slater has it all. And the other thing is, if you're the Chargers, you could go out and get a band-aid left tackle and kick him into guard while he, you know, seasons a little bit. And then you can put him as your left tackle of the future or right tackle when Brian Bulaga ends up leaving after the next two seasons, potentially. I mean, there's just so many options with Slater. You can play him inside. You can play him outside at tackle. I do think he's definitely good enough to be a tackle. And I mean, he probably has, you know, the fewest weaknesses potentially out of everyone except for Panay Sewell. So I think that he's a pretty clean prospect. I think he's a no-brainer pick for the Chargers if he falls there. But the other thing that we saw in this mock draft tracker is a name that comes up only twice on this list, but twice on this list with how many of them went to Rajon Slater is, you know, the second most amount of experts that picked this guy. And that's Jalen Waddle. And I think Waddle has gotten lost a little bit just because he got injured last season, had fractured his ankle, which is definitely one of the red flags next to his name and one of the only red flags next to his name. But Daniel Jeremiah, who is pretty, you know, linked in as far as, you know, covering the Chargers and being part of their broadcasting crew and all those things, he picked Jalen Waddle, knowing obviously how much the Chargers need an offensive lineman. And it's hard to like argue, hey, they shouldn't pick Jalen Waddle here. I mean, I don't think they should, especially if someone like Rashawn Slater is still available. But he's just such a good prospect, David. He's such an explosive player that would help the Chargers in so many different areas offensively. It's hard to totally turn it down. It really is, because when you put the tape on and you watch Jalen Waddle, this guy is a cartoon character. Yeah, he's five foot ten. Yeah, he's only 182 pounds, but he has explosive speed. If he finds or sees some daylight and he hits to the outside to the to the numbers, he is gone. If he gets to the sideline, there's nobody that's going to catch him. He also is physical at the catch point. He goes up and gets the football. Um, for his size, he plays bigger than his 5'10 frame. He's deadly in the open field, like I mentioned. He's also an extremely dangerous returner as well. And this guy, I mean, he's just a touchdown machine. He's got three kick returns, 17 re- receiving touchdowns, 2.1 kick, and also 18.9 yards per reception. So that is absolutely insane. Yeah, I know the Chargers don't need another wide receiver, but could you imagine this weapon with Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen just having a guy that has, you know, obviously we know Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton have that type of speed as well, but this guy I think is definitely a little bit more explosive and has better hands than those guys. Man, the idea of watching this guy and this offense would be extremely tantalizing. But I would say the only way or reason the Chargers should select this guy is if all of the top offensive linemen are already off the board, Daniel. It just seems like you have to. I mean, you always want to go best player available, and this guy is a game-changing talent. I mean, maybe they make so many moves in free agency on the offensive line, they bring in some younger guys, and maybe we feel different about the situation. But that would be feeling different about a situation that has plagued the Chargers for 10 years with that offensive line. So it is too hard for me to justify picking a wide receiver who, you know, of course, that would be the fancy splashy get for the Chargers. 
something that Telesco has shown that he's willing to do in the past, you know, and not address the trenches. So I don't think it's totally out of the question that this could happen. I still think it's more than likely with how bad he's been at drafting offensive linemen. This time he has to kind of get it right and he has to fix that with the future, you know, of the franchise getting massacred back there behind that bad offensive line in 2020. So I think they have to do it. But I mean, Jalen Waddle, I think is getting very overlooked, you know, in this draft class. Jamar Chase is great. You know, Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner playing wide receiver. But let's not forget, I mean, when Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith were both on the field at the same time, the number one receiver was Jalen Waddle, right? And there, he, that was for a reason. I mean, the guy's just explosive. He can do yards after the catch. He's a legitimate deep threat. He's a pretty good route runner. I mean, he does everything you want from a wide receiver. Injury, history, and size are going to be the only two big knocks against him. And as far as the offensive line goes, that's the other nice thing about this is 12 out of the 15 selections in this list are all offensive linemen. And it shows you because I like Elijah Vera Tucker. I like Christian Darisaw. I'd be good with both of those guys at 13. The Chargers will have many different options to find a starting tackle in the NFL, a starting good offensive lineman in the NFL with that 13th overall pick. And I think that's all you can ask for if you're Tom Telesco and company. But we do have two more segments to get into because we have Austin Eckler coming on the show. It even sounds crazy to say, but we're going to talk with Austin Eckler about his foundation, his new gaming group, as well as his thoughts on his first ever new NFL head coach since he entered the league. We're going to get into all of that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. Right now, guys, it's the best time to get in on betonline.ag because it's March, which means March Madness is coming up. I can't think of a better time of the year to bet on sports than March Madness. So many different games going on. So much craziness. Entire days of basketball. And let me tell you, it's so much better when you have some action on the games. And you can do that with BetOnline, who has the best real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. All you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And you can receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on on your first deposit. That's promo code locked on all caps, one word for free money to bet with only at betonline.ag. What's up, guys? Well, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We have the giant guest that we've been promising for you guys, the first official active Chargers player coming on the Locked On Chargers podcast. And we get RB1. You know what I mean? I thought we were going to go, you know, practice squad, work our way up. We have Austin Eckler here with us today. Super stoked about it. And he's here for a great reason because he is a foundation, the Austin Eckler Foundation, where he's building a new state-of-the-art gym for Santa Barbara High School. So we're going to get into that with him. He's also launched the Gridiron Gaming Group, where you can not only find him Twitch streaming games like Fortnite or League of Legends, but he also has Mike Williams on there. He also has Justin Jones on there. I mean, so much funny stuff. They just added Boston Scott to, and he was already, you know, murking people on Smash Bros. But a lot of cool stuff going on for Austin right now. An exciting time for you, Austin. But hey, man, just thanks so much for coming on with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. I uh, I appreciate the background John's got going on right now, though. Look at that. That's old school, San Diego, baby. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love He's it. actually sitting in some seats from Qualcomm Stadium right yeah. now. Oh, man. That's what's yes. up. He knows what he's doing. I mean, I was always part of the L.A. Chargers, so I won't ever have that that heritage that was back there and that that experience. But I'm hoping we can make a new experience up in SoFi, man. I'm looking forward to getting some fans in the stands. Hopefully it's this year. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, you're doing all you can do to get them excited for that. I mean, you're one of the most exciting players in the NFL for my money. But I do want to start with something cool that you're doing. And I mean, 
the charity that you have, you know, the Austin Eckler Foundation, you guys can donate to that by going to austineckler.com slash donate. But I mean, we all grew up as high school football players. I don't think any of us had, you know, state of the art equipment or anything like that. So to see you giving back to a high school like that, giving them a state of the art gym, pushing fitness and all of those things. Why was it so important for you to give back in the community in that way specifically? Yeah. Um, you know, this is actually the first project that the Austin Eckler Foundation is doing. And I'm really, you know, passionate about it just because, you know, it's, it's not about the equipment and it's like brand new, like that's sure. great, but it's more so about what that, what that is going to allow these people to do. The mission of the Austin Eckler Foundation um, is to implement resources that are going to help people grow to make the best of themselves and best of their opportunities. And so for me, the gym was more than just a place to work out. It was a place where I learned teamwork. It was a place where I learned how to work hard. I learned social skills. I learned a bunch of skills that I was able to apply in other parts of my life and still do today. And especially when you're at a young age, that's when it's really just imperative for you to get those skills down because that's going to carry over as you continue to get older and you start creating habits. And so the, that's what the gym did for me. It started to show me all these good habits that I was able to apply into the sports world, you know, athletics, and then also, um, you know, you know, just like my studies and things like that. Um, and so I love the gym too. That's part of my lifestyle. That's just what I've grown up uh, doing. That's like almost like my therapy uh, is going to the gym. And so it's just another resource for these kids to be able to use, hopefully for, for years to come um, and just continue to better themselves. And so it's like, that's great that it's like all new and stuff like that, but it's more so, Hey, get in there, use the stuff, learn how to work hard and uh, you know, progress forward. And that's, that's what, you know, going forward with the Austin Eckler foundation, it's not just going to be gyms. Um, you know, I'm looking to actually get going in a couple parks in Inglewood as far as implementing resources and parks and just like maybe uh, just across, across the nation, honestly, but I've just been focusing on California right now, just because that's where I am. Um, and there's just so many people here that really need a lot of help. There's people that need help all across the world, but I can only do so much. So <laughs> all the help, all the donations, that's where you're going. You'll be able to actually physically see, you know, the stuff that's being implemented and you'll see people being able to use it too. I'll keep updates um, on just how it's being utilized. And so that's why I'm really excited for the foundation to get up and running. Yeah. It seems like the gym was kind of like your sanctuary. So it seems like you're trying to build more sanctuaries uh, across California. And yes, there are several places that are definitely in need, but you also did something else. You recently founded the Great Iron Gaming Group to help kind of athletes build their gaming and streaming platforms and as well as create some additional revenue streams. How did you kind of get into streaming and what are your goals for the Great Iron Gaming Group? Right. I love that. Well said. Um, so I used to stream, right. I used to play games like way back. Um, and you know, it can just, it was just like a way, another way for me to get away from kind of reality and kind of just relax and, uh, still be competitive in my free time. Um, and as I got older, you know, I still, I was still playing video games. Like a lot of us athletes, we just have a lot of free time when we're not, you know, at the facility, um, just people in general just come home. Like, what are we going to do? Like, let's jump on the game. You know, we're still in parties and chats and stuff like that. I'm like, well, during quarantine, it was like, well, like now I have a lot more time. And it's like, I feel like there's a disconnect between the community and, you know, what we usually have going on, like, you know, OTAs or training camp, um, like no meet and greet, stuff like that. So I decided to start streaming and it just, it just helped me connect with my community. It helped me just implement myself and show people who I was outside of football, which is super important, especially in our sport where we have helmets on, you know, get to really hear us talk. Um, so it's just a way to bridge that gap. And I wanted to help other people kind of utilize and do the same thing that I was doing with Twitch. And so I started opening up great grand gaming group. And I was like, Hey, if you guys want to come join, I just have a bunch of resources that have been compiling that we can help you, you know, you know, form your stream the way you want to form it. 
we don't require anything from our guys. We just want to help them. Uh, actually, we have a girl now too, a WNBA player. We have an IndyCar driver. Like we're getting, I'm getting into everything. Like I just want to help people. That's what Gridiron Gaming Group is. It's basically, like I, I recognize it as a rec center for people that want to come stream. We have a bunch of resources. You can use some. You don't have to use them all. But basically, we're trying to help, and we'll do our own our own like events. We just did a, a event for the Super Bowl that had like seven hundred thousand unique viewers. Like it was insane. Like it just absolutely That's exploded. Nuts. And so basically, what our <laughs> event was, yeah, we just wanted to make it as interactive as we could. We did like so many giveaways. We did some some games where people in the community can get involved. And so basically, we're just trying to make an or basically a platform. Like the NFL is a giant platform. I want Gridiron Gaming Group to also be a platform, but for in the streaming world where people can come enjoy the content, interact with, you know, their favorite people that are in Gridiron Gaming Group. And we're hoping on our side um, to help our streamers and our, you know, our members, uh, you know, perform at the best when they're trying to, you know, connect. Yeah, I, uh, I started streaming my Madden games during the, uh, <laughs> yeah during, there you during go. the pandemic <laughs> just there to show up, to show i can now game plan people and uh <laughs> yeah the streaming network only got like seven viewers at the max i started with like 30 viewers i started with like 30 viewers back in the pandemic man it was just me and a couple people just hanging out having conversations you know and people love that they just love just seeing the real side of, of austin eckler right because right. all they see is just football 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 well, what's austin doing when he's not playing football will you come to my stream and you find out and then you, you see that i'm actually talking to you i'm not just sitting there you're watching me play a game like right that's great if you're like insane at the game but if you're actually trying to like build your community you got to be interactive and that's why we are very selective on who we bring into the ggg's like we want people that are interactive people that are hanging out people that are just positive mindset people um and so that's why you've seen my group grow the way it has well uh you talked about keeping in touch with the community well uh, for the first time in your nfl career you're getting a new head coach and brandon staley has said he's reached out to all of you guys to keep in touch so uh, what, if, what would you say your first impressions of your new coach are yeah i love that i love that he's just built off of relationships because th there's a deeper saying or deeper meaning of just team um than just oh we play for the same you know name on the back like if I have an actual relationship with you, you become more of a teammate than just being like part of the chargers. Like right. it's, it's just, it's deeper. And when that connection is deeper between you, like right now we're still like, I've met him. I met him in person actually the other day, I went into the facility. So it's still new. So that still has to develop. But if you can continue to develop that, it's a lot easier for the team to buy in if we actually all know each other and care about each other. And so I think it's 100% needs to be the number one priority is, getting us all together not like all together like once but just making sure we all know each other making sure that we know like what the standard is we know who coach Staley is what he's about we know you know what he's trying to implement with the team and then obviously us as an organization as a football players we have to know each other as well uh, but we've been playing for each other with for a while so that's a little easier but especially with new coaches we just need to get to know these people because like we all want to win, but we have to all be bought in to take it to the next level. We have to be bought into something. There's got to be some standard that we're all holding each other accountable and that we're all able to know what the standard is and know if someone's dropping below, we could pick that person up. But if we're just kind of like nonchalant, don't really have that relationship, it's a little bit harder to hold people accountable because it's like, I don't really know you like that. Um, so I'm really hoping the coaches come in. I, I went and talked to him. I was telling him yesterday, I was like, Hey man, that's what I'm expecting. Like, what are you expecting from me? Like, I'm here. This is what I'm here to offer. I want to be vocal. I want to try to implement this because we have all the, the tools to be a good, a, a great team. We were a good team last year, you know, good teams going to go seven and nine, you know, eight and eight, nine and seven, you know, that's a good team. Like there's a lot of good teams in the NFL, but if you're going to be great, that's when you're making that playoff run, you know, you're getting over that hump. And so that's what I'm telling these guys, like, let's go, man. Like we're ready. Like we're hungry. We got the tools. Justin Herbert's going to come and 
ball out, help us on offense. He's going to check down me the ball in the flat. I'm going to go run and score touchdowns. Let's go. Just give, give me the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me, and, sure. uh, me and Wade, when we were listening to his first press interview, we were like, dude, after listening to that, I want to run through a brick wall already. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean, you bring up a great point, which leads to my next question. And, you know, you always see, especially with teams like you guys who won the last four games of the season, you didn't even have, you know, the incentive of playoffs, right? That was just you guys in that locker room going in there, sticking with it and getting things done. So as someone that's in that locker room, how much of that momentum is able to carry over? How much did that those four games mean for the young guys in that locker room? Shoot, man, I feel like even before then, even before when we're losing these games, right. you look at all of our games, man, we're winning these games. We're winning the game. Like, we're up on KC by, like, 15 points, right? And they come back and beat us in overtime. Like, we're up on, on Denver by 21 points and lose Ugh. the game. Like, we're, we're winning. We're winning yeah. games, but it's like there's something that's not there that's not allowing us to finish. Like, for whatever, whatever it is, I don't know. It's probably a combination of a lot of things. But, you know, being able to finish the, the last uh, season, the last four games, um, winning them, actually coming into this. We weren't blowing people out. Like, we were in a dogfight. You know, that's how the NFL is. But we were actually winning the games. It's showing, like, hey, we, we have confidence. We have players. Like, our team's going to be different this year. We have to start all the way over with new coaches, things like that. And we understand that. It's going to be a lot of work. But it still gives me gives me the mindset and keeps my mentality strong that, hey, we can do it. Like, we can do it. The guys that have been here have seen us do it. We can do it. We just need to – we got to tweak some things. And, you know, maybe it's a new coaching change. Maybe it's the way, you know, we practice. Maybe it's a combination of everything. So I'm, that's why I'm really excited about this year. You know, we got some we have some new opportunities. It's just now we have to make the best of them because there's no promises just because we have a new coach staff, we're going to do well, you know. So we right. got to come in and put a lot of work in um, to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that's all you can hope for is to turn those games that were so close into dubs next year and make that playoff run. But we do have some more questions here for Austin we're going to get into in the next segment. He's here on behalf of Gridiron Gaming Group, on behalf of the Austin Eckler Foundation, building a new state-of-the-art gym for Santa Barbara High School. So we're going to get into what player he would take from his team to add into Gridiron Gaming Group if he could pick anyone and much more coming up right after this. Well, before we get back to Austin Eckler, really quickly, guys, I need to tell you guys that if you ever need any type of auto part, there's only one place to go, and it's rockauto.com. And I know from experience, I've had to buy parts from them before. I always ask my stepdad because he's a mechanic about the price, and he always says I'm getting a pretty good price. And that's one of the great things about rockauto.com is whether you're a mechanic or a daily driver, you're going to get the best price, and you don't have to go try to search a store for it. And for someone who's not great with cars like me, if I can go online, simply put in the type of car that I have and easily find the part that I need, I'm going to choose that 100 out of 100 times. I mean, it's all about convenience. You can find what you need, and you can get it delivered to your house right to your door, and you don't even have to leave. So that's great about rockauto.com, and whatever you're looking for, you can find it there, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, control modules, motor oil, or even new carpet, you can find it at rockauto.com. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of your car will ever need rockauto.com. All right, guys, we are back here with Austin Eckler, Chargers running back one, one of the stars of the NFL, just got his new contract, made it from an undrafted free agent to getting paid, paved that road for so many other younger players coming from smaller colleges. But now he's turning that into bigger things, right? He's, he's building a new gym for Santa Barbara High School. He's got the Gridiron Gaming Group, which you can find on Instagram at Gridiron Gaming Group or just go to Gridiron Gaming Group. Com. But the first thing, talking about that Twitch streaming and the guys that you have on there right now, 
out of all the guys that you have on the Chargers, whether they stream or don't stream, if you could pick one of those guys to come in and join the Gridiron Gaming Group, who do you think you'd pick? Uh, if I could pick one. <laughs> I mean, Justin Herbert is such a, a hot commodity right now. But right. <laughs> as far as just because he was rookie of the year, like everyone's just like, oh, my God, this guy's the GOAT. And he's you know, cracked but- at Fortnite, my guy. <laughs> yeah, if you watch TikTok, he, you know, any any friend that you have is named Justin is cracked at Fortnite. <laughs> um, but I just I feel like I don't know. I feel like um Michael Davis, Michael Davis, one okay. of corners from last year. I feel his personality would be amazing on stream. The dude is so funny, so funny, he cracks me up. Um Justin Herbert, just because he's a hot commodity right now. Uh, that's probably who I would take. I just get requests all the time. Like, Hey, when you get sure, Herbie on dude. the street? Hey, when you get Herbie on the street? And so I actually did do a Fortnite stream with Herbie the other day. Um, it went really well. It exploded. Everyone's like, Oh, we want to see him. We want to hang out with Herbie. He got you guys a dub at one point, right? I thought he got the last hey, kill man, on that no, one. Round. No, we were just playing some like, little oh, okay. just did a little, you event, smoked him in the race. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Destroy him. I mean, he, he didn't really play Fortnite that much. He was just hanging out doing the event. Um, but yeah, I bring on Jay Herb, see what he's got um, just in the gaming world. See if, cause yeah, I feel like he's young still. So he's, he's still needing to like, all right, go out and bridge that gap, connect with your community. Everyone wants to talk to you. Everyone wants to see you. So if you were streaming right now, you'd absolutely go insane as far as your viewership and people want to come see you and just hang out. Well, we know how robotic Justin Herbert is in press conferences. Like yes. his PR team is phenomenal, right? Like he <laughs> like, never hey, says, says anything bad and <laughs> any conversation he ever has. Hey, he's, so, he's still young. He's still young. And so yeah. like, I was probably the same way when I was young. You just m- want to say nothing that's like, you know, controversial. You're, you're not making any headlines. Yeah, right, right. You just <laughs> want to keep it, you're a good football player and you're just a good kid. And he's just that's what he looks like. He's just a nice kid. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd love to see more of Justin <laughs> Herbert, no doubt. But we have seen some crazy videos that you posted on Instagram. And it seems like, you know, you're very much a competitor in the gym. You know, that's a place that you oh, love no to doubt. be in. Do you have any good stories with players uh, in the gym that kind of pushed you to go even harder? Um, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say like that makes me go harder because I feel like it's just been instilled in me. It's like, that's what I've always done. Like people see me work out and they're like, why are you going so heavy? It's like, it's just <laughs> You're right. probably making other people push harder trying to get up to you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's contagious. The mamba mentality. People see what I'm doing. They're like, oh, my God, like, let, let me put some more weight on real quick. You know, I'm like, OK, don't hurt yourself now. You know, it's that, that competitive atmosphere in the weight room. Always, always. We're always in the weight room competing, um, especially, you know, I'm doing arms. Everyone's like, OK, let's go see some arms and we'll just have you. OK, now I'm going up five pounds. You're going up five. Pounds. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just that that competitive atmosphere that just is contagious, you know, goes throughout the entire uh, group that's working out. Um, it was a little different last year because we only have like 10 people in the weight room. Right. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's what the off season is about too. It's about, you know, getting with a group, hanging out and just, you know, feeding off each other and making each other better and pushing each other. <laughs> well, you were a, a great story coming into the league out of Western Colorado, but we had a couple of other good stories with uh, Tyrone Johnson and Jalen Guyton undrafted free agents come on the team and they performed pretty well. Um, what would you, what were your thoughts about their success that they had? Yeah. You know, they, continually show that they could play uh practice you know that's it's it's similar to my story but almost different because they were on practice squad and so their journey was almost even harder than mine because i didn't go on practice squad and practice squad you're that like between like you might get cut you might not right. 
right? And so you made I, the team, I, yeah, straight out of camp. I, I straight up made the team, and I was able to perform and continue to go there. That's so number had, three. That never happens. A guy wearing number three doesn't normally make that. <laughs> That's why they give you number three. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not gonna make it, right? Right? Until I tell my coach, I told him I was effing making this team. He kind of <laughs> chuckled, and then sure enough, what's up? I'm love back. But um, yeah, no, those guys in practice continually, and you can tell, you know, when people are making plays, when everyone is like, ooh, like, dang, like, nice, man. Like, and they were just consistently, like, uh, T. Billy is what we call Tyron. T. Billy. Yeah, T. Billy, we're going to make plays. That would be T. Billy. Like, everyone would be yelling. And so it was just like week in, week out. Like, these guys would be making plays, guiding too. And it'd be like, eventually, you know, someone got hurt or it was like, hey, we're bringing up a new receiver, see if these guys can play. And they, you know, they got some opportunities and they sure enough made a play, especially with Herbert throwing the ball deep. Um, you know, that's kind of their specialty. They really speed guys. And so uh, they showed out, came in, they were averaging like 50 yards of catching a touchdown, you know, like <laughs> <just> crazy stats. <laughs> Those stats were awesome. Um, but hey, that's what, that's what it takes. If you're trying to make it, you got to stand out. You got to make the plays when the opportunities are there. And they did. And so that's great. I love those stories. Yeah, absolutely. And the Chargers, I mean, have done a pretty good job. I mean, you have a ton of, uh, you know, undrafted free agent success stories just on the Chargers. I mean, it seems like somebody every year finds a way to make their impact from wherever they're coming from. But for your team right now, especially with the talent you guys have, even though the team finished with a losing record, you guys were close in so many games. So with the talented roster you have on both sides of the ball, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, I mean, the talent is there. You have a young quarterback who's on his rookie contract. Is there a sense in the building? Do you guys kind of feel like, hey, we have a window here to go and do something special? Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, I think we understand also that, you know, other teams also have a lot of talent. Like that's what this is. This is the NFL. Like this is right. the top of the top. Um, so it's going to take a lot of work. It's not just going to be, you can just show up and because we have a window, because we have good players, it's going to work because we've sure. seen that in the past couple of years. Like we've had a lot of talent on our teams and on our rosters and we've been right in the middle of the pack. We've been a, a good football team. Like I said, like a good football team is going to go eight and eight. You know, like we're not trying to be a good football team. We don't get paid to be a good football team. Obviously, you can see our coaches got fired. You know, we were seven and nine, one of the last four games. Like it wasn't good enough. And so right. there's pressure put on all of us to continue to always get better and try to perform the best we can. Because uh, if, you, if you don't, you're going to get you're going to get filled through through. And that's the NFL. And so that's there's pressure from that. There's pressure from ourselves just to want to be better for our, you know, our personal reasons. And then also for, for this team, like they could people say go out there and have fun well guess what losing is not fun what's what's going out there and having fun winning that's what's fun so we're going out there to try to win we're putting in all this work we're trying to get something out of it um you know every that's every single team across the nation and so it's like why us it's like okay well us because we do have the pieces and now we have a new mentality we've been there we've had a little taste of of success at the end of the last season and it's like okay we've had a little taste we've got some guys around that have tasted that now it's like okay now we know what we we shouldn't do. I know we, we can't get too relaxed because um, I feel like we might have been a little too relaxed last year. Um, like, OK, we got to strap it up. We got to we got to change some type of mentality. Something has to change, whether right. whether it's coaches. We, okay, we got new coaches. Let's see if that works. And so we'll go forward and uh, try to put something together in the field, man. That's like I said, no promises. But I can tell you one thing. We're going to give it everything we got. Yeah, you got a taste for those victories at the end of the year. And now you're trying to go from a good football team to a special football team, right? And and something has to change for that to happen. I think you guys are headed in the right direction. I mean, you leading the way as the Chargers starting running back. But Austin, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. Once again, guys, if you guys want to help Austin Eckler really change, you know, California, change the world eventually, you guys can go to austineckler.com slash donate to contribute to everything he has going on. Make sure you guys go follow the Gridiron Gaming Group on Twitter. Make sure you follow him on Instagram at Gridiron Gaming Group. 
go to gridirongamingroup.com. I promise you guys, like, there's some really funny videos out there. I mean, Mike Williams seeing ghosts. Justin Jones is getting dubs for the chat. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff over there. So, Austin, glad, you know, we could help you out and talk about some of the crazy great things you have going on. And really appreciate you taking the time to come, you know, on a show with us guys who just yeah. sit here talking about the game. So, really appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. It's about that engagement. I appreciate you guys for having me on. All right, guys, well, that's going to do it for today's show. We really appreciate Austin Eckler coming on the show. I mean, again, if you guys want to help us out and, you know, have more players want to come on the show, make sure you go support his causes, the Austin Eckler Foundation at austineckler.com slash donate. And you can also go to Great Iron Gaming Group on any social media platform and follow them there. I mean, it's pretty good content from what I've seen so far. So appreciate you, Austin. Thanks for coming on, man. Hopefully we can have him on again and get some more players for you guys because we are committed to trying to get you guys big guests like that but that is going to do it for today's show tomorrow we're going to talk about the possibility of potentially bringing in a great backup veteran quarterback for justin herbert that just became available so make sure you check back in with us then but until then make sure to go follow us on twitter at locked on lac and to like the facebook page locked on chargers as well as subscribing to us wherever you get your podcast from you can find the locked on chargers podcast there whether it's apple Podcasts or google Podcasts or spotify Whenever we have a big-time Chargers player on the show, you're going to make sure you don't want to miss that. We also have an Instagram page as well that you can find at Locked on Chargers on Instagram, too. If you guys want to get on a voicemail show, we need some voicemail so we can get your guys' voices on the show. The number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. But thanks again, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this Austin Eckler interview. We had a lot of fun with it, but we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.